May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Gook Audio mini-podcast. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So this is another uh, outtake from uh, Zen is Right Now, teaching stories and anecdotes of Shunyu Suzuki. No, it's more teaching stories and anecdotes of Shunyu Suzuki, uh, which also means it's an outtake from Zen is Right Here, teaching stories and anecdotes of Shunyu Suzuki, right? So, um, hmm. Oh, yeah. This one's from Alan Winter. Uh and he was uh, working at Tassahara before we bought it. In fact, Ed Brown went there to visit Alan, uh, and then that's how uh, Ed stayed and, uh, you know, was washing dishes, and then they needed him as a cook, and he learned to make bread from these guys uh, who— there, there's this whole tradition of making bread that— evolved into Tassahara bread. Okay. This happened soon after the Zen Center bought Tassahara and the former owner's staff was still there. Suzuki Roshi came to have a meal with the crew. Jim Cook, the bartender, had prepared for him a so-called Zen macrobiotic meal with brown rice and vegetables and placed it before him. Suzuki Roshi gave a disgusted look, pushed the bowl aside, and reached over to a plate of hamburgers. With a greedy look on his face, he latched onto one and took a big bite out of it. I thought Jim would pass out. I saw this as one of Suzuki Roshi's spontaneous lessons. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, that sort of thing happened to Suzuki uh, 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 now and then, uh, it, especially in uh, around this time. This is um, this is oh gosh, this is like February of '67 or something. Oh, I don't know. I I started living there in like March. I don't think they were still there. Maybe late March. Anyway, well, no, there were staff from there. I don't think Jim Cook was there anymore. He went back to Esalen, I think, or Big Sur. Hmm. Anyway, the Suzuki would want brown rice. Actually, he did eat brown rice with us all the time, and he praised it. Uh, but, he, you know, Bob Beck, and maybe Bob Beck was there because he told a similar story in which he said, Suzuki said, I like hamburger. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Bob Alpern had the same experience in L.A. when he was living with Maizumi and Suzuki game. You know, Maizumi and Suzuki and Bob and maybe uh, my Maizumi's wife, I think her name was Charlene back then, early wife, uh, 
and she was a Nichiren priest. Um, and uh, uh, anyway, Suzuki sat with them. Oh, that's it. And Bob only took, uh, uh, you know, rice and vegetables. And, uh, you know, Maizumi had meat on the table or something. So uh, Suzuki said, oh, uh, you're, you know, just eating uh, vegetables. Or are you vegetarian or something like that? And uh, Bob said, well, sometimes I eat meat. And he said, Suzuki said, sometimes I eat rice. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, it was just, you know, people assumed that uh, – uh, he'd be vegetarian, and we were vegetarian at Tassahara, but, uh, you know, m most Japanese priests will eat meat or fish or whatever if it's served to them, and actually most of them eat it in their own temples, uh, if they're like a home temple. And the training monasteries, they, they eat it too, only if lay people give it to them. You know, if it's a donation to the monastery. We don't do that at Tassahara. And, you know, back then, um, Zen Macrobotics was a big deal. You know, there was a book, Zen Macrobotics. A lot of people uh, in this uh, sort of hippie, pre-New Age subculture uh, thought uh, that that's the way Zen monks ate because there was that book and... I had very ideal uh, ideas about it. I mean, uh, Buddha ate meat uh, if, or if it was put in his bowl, you know. Uh, and uh, But anyway, you know, on the other side of this is uh, Suzuki wouldn't uh, deny macrobiotics. He wouldn't. He didn't like. He didn't like food trips, and he didn't like food extremism, but he wouldn't, he'd say, well, there's some overlap, you know, he'd, he, he, would, he wouldn't approve or disapprove of it. And it had a great influence on our diet, you know, it was sort of between the, the macrobiotic people wanted everything cooked, you know, and then there were the raw foods people, there were the salad potato people, and a, a compromise came about. Thanks a lot, Alan Winter. And uh, thanks for going down early and learning a lot of stuff about it because Alan helped Ed in the kitchen. Uh, you could just as easily say Ed helped Alan in the kitchen. Uh, and uh, they brought the transmission of the the really good food that was being served at Tassara to guests. Uh, uh, the, um, you know, when the Becks owned it, uh, they were... You know, they were tight with uh, Sunset Magazine, and um, they were a little more, had a little more French in it. But they were they were definitely into California New Cuisine. And, you know, the Tatsuhara food and greens, and greens is sort of the high-end gourmet end of it. And Tatsuhara was uh, the, sort of the... Uh, you know, lower end brown rice, uh, gruel. Uh, but, you know, we had salads. We had, 
you know, vegetables. We had, you know, we had tofu and tempeh. We had cheese. We had we had dairy products, uh, and it was great. I loved the food there. I loved the student food. In fact, I liked the in the summer. I liked the student food better than the guest food, and I, I worked with the guests. Okay, this has been a cute. Audio mini podcast. I'm DC Pubov, Cuke Audio and Cuke Archives. Coming to you from Sleepy Sanur with Doggett Bandita, Feline Cuchita, and dear lovely Katrinka. And we're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening. Mm-hmm.